0: Are you ready to nourish your body, heart, mind, and soul? Welcome to The Spiritual Kitchen, a seasonal podcast providing interviews and inspirational feasts to fill the hole in the soul. Listen and learn from action takers, change makers, teachers, and spiritual thought leaders of all faiths and none. Take time to let go, be inspired, and filled up. It's time to sample today's menu of insightful thoughts, heart opening practices, and soulful support with Spiritual Kitchen Podcast host, global inspirational leader, author, and speaker, Monica Douglas Clark.
1: Welcome, welcome everyone to this week's Spiritual Kitchen Podcast. I'm really excited and enthused to welcome this week's guest, Deborah Mazur. Deborah, is a certified prayer warrior through Agape Spiritual Center in Los Angeles. She's the author of Open-Eyed Heart-Wide Haggadah, Retreat Recipes for Yoga Lovers, Morning Rituals Playbook, and mmm, she's an award-winning chef. Ha <laughs> ha!
2: Perfect
1: for the spiritual <laughs> kitchen.
2: Welcome, Deborah. Thank you so much Monica. I'm just thrilled and delighted to be here and honored to be here with you.
1: Thank you for coming.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: I know that <laughs> the feast that we're going to be cooking up today is going to be delicious. Not only a award-winning chef but I know that you have some particularly wonderful treats for us for our feast and you've got a wonderful electric history that i think is going to inspire other people to truly live their fullness so deborah what is your approach to living life and spirituality
0: Mm,
2: thank you monica and i just want to say real quick because after the bio that the the title that that the spiritual kitchen it was so funny to me because that's that's what i do it's spirituality and food it's just very synchronistic so Mm -hmm. One of the most important pieces for me around living my life is being authentic, authentic Mm -hmm. self-expression, being connected, allowing the divine to speak through me and to guide my life. I'm still a work in progress, learning and growing. Morning rituals are very important to me. I do them every day. I've been doing them every day for many years. I was experiencing anxiety actually, it was back in maybe 2004 or five and I was looking for a way to feel more peace and I started to go for morning walks and then they would be like jogs and walks and I was um, listening to this actually Tony Robbins who's very like the very like masculine Mm -hmm. Uh, but he was into this thing called hour of power and you would give thanks for everything that's happening in your life and then you would give thanks for things you wanted to have happen, as if they were already happening, scripting. And then you would um, come up with a mantra and say the mantra. It was... So I did that, and it really helped me. And I noticed that it wasn't just solving the physical anxiety, going for these walks and making my body relax. But what was happening was messages from spirit were coming to me during that time. Yes and it became something where exercise wasn't a thing to like lose weight and look good and all this stuff. It was a thing where I was going out in the morning to get my message for the day. But it's interesting how sometimes it's these challenging periods that kind of lead us into the light, you know, the anxiety. And then I remember I had just moved into a new place. I was gonna rent a new house and the first night I moved in it got broken into and then I ended up, I, I wanted to get out of the lease. I felt like it was a bad omen and all of And it was just like this really challenging time and that morning ritual helped me so much and I, I learned a big lesson to follow my intuition because I hadn't been following my intuition. I had been pushing mm-hmm. with that house. And then it's evolved over the years with the, with the practice. So then I got into the artist's way, the book yes. by Julia Cameron, and I got really into the morning pages. So then the, the jogging and the walking kind of stopped and then it evolved into writing. And I did the writing. I still do the morning pages. Yes. I've, done, I've yes. done the morning pages, I think I started about 10 years ago. Great. And I've only missed maybe a year I mean, I have so many journals. I do them every single day. I have day. so
1: many journals too. I, I can completely resonate with
2: you. on And that. it was the same thing. It was like, you know, at first the morning pages, it's all about free writing and dumping out the brain. and But then the messages come through and spirit started to speak and give me messages. Um, if I had a question about... Even with my menus, with my food, you know, like I would get guidance. Oh, this, why don't, you know, you do this for the menu for the catering or just making decisions, I would get the answer. And I feel that these practices are so important, especially right now on the planet when there's so much going on and so much that could um, throw us off of our center and have us go just straight into fear mode all day long. And, um... That it's so important for us to have that time in the morning to gather ourselves and also to cultivate the most important relationship of all, which is the relationship between ourselves and our higher and the divine, our higher wisdom, our you know, our higher self. And then I started meditation. I started meditation three years ago. And I actually do Oprah and Deepak. Okay. Their recordings, I do that as well. So, I do right now my morning practice is I do 15 minutes of the morning pages. Yes, I do a 20 minute meditation with Oprah and Deepak, and then I go into affirmative prayer. Okay, and I do an affirmative prayer for myself. You know, on a good day, I won't check social media before I do those things. (laughs) I'm not perfect, so sometimes I check and then I do the ritual. But ideally, I would not check before the ritual.
1: So this is really interesting, Dabri. We talked about this, um, your approach to to living a spiritual life and living in spirituality. And the thing that you've come up with is talking about your morning ritual and how that has evolved over time. You, You touched on it when you were talking about difficult times that have prompted you to come to your morning ritual. So you talked about mm-hmm. moving into a house and that being a difficult time. Usually when we're talking on the spiritual kitchen, there's a kind of core time or some points that are particularly um, transformative. Mm. In Yes, life. yes, absolutely.
2: Tell me a little bit about that. I'm, I'm going to try to quickly share too. One came to me in another, and I'm just going to go with it because maybe someone needs to hear it. So when I was 17, I had a boyfriend and I was kind of a late bloomer and my family was like, they were like worried about me that I wasn't going (laughs) to date. And I had this boyfriend and I loved him so much. And then he um, cheated on me with my best friend. And then later he attempted suicide. It was really crazy. And in the moment I, I, I actually chose forgiveness. I had to come back years later and get back in touch with the the anger and the sadness and the emotions Yes. but in that moment I did choose forgiveness it was very interesting and I'll just cut straight to my other one which is going to be more a little bit more detailed which is um, also having to do with suicide which is when I was 23 years old it was right around this whole thing that happened in the US with the September 11th at the World Trade Center and I feel like a lot of people in the U.S. have stories about what was going on in their life at that time. And I had been living, I had been traveling and living in um, intentional communities and eco-villages. So there was one, it was called Dancing Rabbit Eco-Village, and it's in Missouri. And we built our own bed. We lived in this straw bale house, (laughs) and we built our own bed out of wood. And it was a four-person bed, and four of us all slept in the bed together, (laughs) totally platonically. It was all women and we all slept in the bed. It was um, me, Jess, uh, Minna, and Lori, who's now Frankie. Anyway, it was just such a beautiful time. We all lived together. We worked together. We did um, gardening. We did natural building with cob, and you know things like that. Made food. Anyway, Minna, um, she she committed suicide um, after after that time, but it was shortly after, and it was so. Um, it hit me so deep because she was one of those people who was just such a light. I feel like I'm almost going to cry. She was one of those people that, um, she just seemed like she had it all together. Like she was really smart. She was a graduate of, um, I believe Stanford university, which is like an Ivy league university. And she was just like funny and she was gorgeous. And, um, I actually was always a little bit intimidated by her. Like, I thought she was, like, so cool that I didn't know if I was cool enough. Like, like she was just so amazing. And it just, it struck me so deep. And um, I got in touch with the fact that I had been dealing with depression um, through that. And I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't, like, deep, deep, deep into it. And I started to explore. I started to take um, St. John's wort. I went, you know, like looking into herbal stuff. And then I um, was ter- was turned on to raw food. I got certified also in Reiki at that time. It all happened like all at once. It was like my life just transformed. And I had been going through something, uh, another relationship thing with another man who was didn't love me as much as I was expecting. Or, you know, it was like this whole... Uh, it was just so, it's just interesting how this moment, it led me into um, raw food, and I started to go to these lectures and classes about raw food, and I started to eat raw food. Okay. Like, I was already vegetarian, and then I was um, vegan, I was already vegan, and then I just heard all these crazy stories about people, like, they cured cancer, and they felt so amazing, and all this, these crazy, like, unbelievable stories that were almost too cr- crazy to be true and I started to eat only raw food I did it for a week and I felt so freaking amazing and then I did it for a month and I took a class at this place called the Living Foods Institute um, in Atlanta Georgia in the south in the US and I felt at the end of this 10-day class like I had been walking my whole life under a cloud and I didn't know that the cloud was even there until it lifted and it was gone, and it was like, oh my god! I like so. So when was this? When did this you was have in two thousand and one.
1: Yeah. So raw was was pretty marginal at that time. It wasn't seen it, as a mainstream thing.
2: It was. It was marginal. It's so interesting to see how things have grown because at that time, I wanted to get my hands on everything that had to do with raw food. It just became this passion because I felt so good. I was like laughing for no reason. Um, I felt like I was high on life, just naturally high on life. And I started to feel very connected to spirit and very creative. Ideas were just coming. And then coupled with, I hadn't gotten into my morning ritual yet, but then once like those things kind of merged, it was really powerful. Um, I wanted to get my hands on everything that I could. And back then there were only maybe two or three websites Mm. that had anything to do with raw food. Now there's like, I'm sure... I don't even know how many, just yeah. a lot. Billions, yes. And there were only a few books even. I, I think I had all of them. Like I, I had the ground covered because I had all like five or seven mm-hmm. raw food recipe books that I knew about that were out there. Oh. So it was really funny. It was like Giuliano, um, David Wolf, Nature's First Law. There were like Nomi Shannon. There were a few authors that, that were like the OG original Raw food authors, and I got really into it, and um, it made me feel so good. So, yeah, it was just an interesting turning point.
1: Okay, it's really mm-hmm. you know, it's like you don't know what the event is. I suppose if I was reflecting something to the others that are around our table, mm. you had two serious incidents in your life, and they brought you to something that maybe wouldn't have moved into had those incidents ha- not happened. So true. So thinking about that and the impact that that had on your life, what does that mean to you now, just reflecting on that story?
2: Mmm. I love this, Monica, because this conversation, it's healing for me. Mm. (laughs) It's so interesting. I feel like I'm sharing about this in a different way than I would normally. So what I'm realizing talking to you in this moment is that when Minna committed suicide, I realized that I was not into small talk. I was not into saying, how are you fine? How are you fine? How's the weather fine? I was into being present for people to be all of their emotions and all of themselves and to really look people in the eye and say, how are you? No, how, how really, how are you? And to being that kind of person that is willing to go deep and willing to hear. How things really are. I think it's shaped me because I eventually became, uh, I, I became a life coach. I went to school and became a life coach and then I went to school and became a holistic health coach and even with the affirmative prayer that I'm that I'm getting into over the past couple years um, just being real and it's more and more and more and more in my life. I just came back from I spent a month in Bali yes. and that experience stripped layers off of me I, w- I already consider myself very authentic and, um, ex- you know, expressed, but there was a layer, there was still a little bit of a mask that got like peeled off when I was in Bali. There was something about the energy there being vortex and it just bringing things up and bringing them out through the, through the surface. And I feel that since I've been back, I came back in the beginning of August, I've been more authentic. And I think that that is what drew you and I together. I've been more um, – I've been doing more videos. Like, I've yeah. been put, putting myself out and just not really caring what people think. You know, just being – okay, yes, I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of passion. Yes. You know, sometimes I want to swear. Sometimes, I, like, I'm a light being, but I'm also, you know, fierce. And I can I can be angry, and yeah. I can be sad. And I'm also going through this process right now. I'm going through a grief process. I had a – um a girlfriend, um, I'm bisexual, I had a girlfriend for five years Yes. and we lived together for five years and we, we did conscious uncoupling, we did that beautiful process, right. conscious uncoupling and you know with the most beautiful intention to remain you know close friends. But inevitably, there has to be this period where we take space and we're doing it for a year. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've been going through this grief of like, oh, my God, not only did I lose my house because I moved out, I lost my best friend and I lost, you know, this person that I was like, sharing my life with. Now, it was intentional. I chose it. Mm-hmm. She chose it. We both chose it. So it was intentional. So there's no victim. But at the same time, it's also stripped me. And it's been three months now, and I'm not crying really as much. But in the beginning, there would be like a moment almost each day where I would be, you know, having fun and doing new things, and then suddenly I would just need to cry. Mm. And to allow yes. myself to do that and to not push it down and suppress it and to like even if I'm driving in my car, which I do a lot in L.A., yes, and I just like need to pull over and just have two minutes and just let let it out, and then it's and then it's gone. Because I think that we we suppress the feelings, and then they build and they build and they build. And if we yeah. just let them out, then they can be released, and then we can move on with our day. A lot of times, it's only like a two to five minute release. You know, sometimes less thirty seconds. Um, and then also, you know, the thing is too not um, pretending to be perfect and happy like sharing with people I'm going through grief and that doesn't make me because I'm this positive affirmation person who's always inspiring and I'm inspiring others that I can't be going through something and be and be real about it and be honest about it.
1: I love the authenticity of your sharing I think it is a very important message to that people, you know, we can be giving a positive message, we can be intentionally sharing gifts that we want to, to help others with and yet we're still human, we still um, struggle, we still suffer and, and life happens around us and I think it's, it's actually even more valuable when we share our fullness because, again, if there's um, someone else who's listening to this, who's going through difficulties, they're not under any illusion that you and I don't have a life that's full, that has its tragedy, that has its difficulty. So I really, mm. I really welcome you, you bringing that to the table today, Deborah.
2: Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, too, when I think, I guess I'm thinking about this woman, Minna, again, too, and just how she was like this... Seemingly perfect like high achieving beautiful, like gorgeous and I feel like I can relate you know to that Like I always did really well in school. I also went to a really good university Seemingly like I have it all together or I maybe a- always people thought that I don't know I don't know right we yeah. always have our own experience of like oh I don't fit in or I'm mm-hmm. different, but like on the outside everyone thinks that we're perfect yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Okay. So I had that too. And just to relate and say, Hey, you know, like I go through struggles sometimes, you know, I'm not perfect all the time. I have real feelings. And yes, I think that um, even still sometimes, you know, I get caught because I know that my role here, part of my role is to inspire and to be positive. I think we need more positive news. I think we need, you know, to spread the light and I, and I don't want to get, Hot, like I want to use the news and all the things that are happening as like fuel for like positive, you know, positive action or positive prayer or like fuel to give my gifts more, you know. Okay, yes. Um, but at the same time, there needs to be a space for feeling, for screaming, for crying, for grieving, for feeling. And I don't think we have enough of those spaces <laughs> well,
1: you, well, you know I'm absolutely committed to holding spaces for people to be able to grieve, to be able to release. Mm. That's one of my passions and I I feel that those spaces can come in um, various different aspects of life. That could be in the workplace, it could be in retreat space, it could be at home. It can be going to a professional, but it's really important for us to hold those spaces. and. I suppose this is a good time to think, well, to provide that with the feast yes. that you're giving for the listeners, because I feel that one of the offerings to come into a space of being authentic and recognizing exactly where we're at is to do these small practices. yeah, this is why we have the spiritual kitchen because it's about providing a space. For us to to practice with things that are outside our normal comfort zone, mm-hmm. maybe do something a little different that will stretch us and allow us to see more of ourselves. So mm-hmm. this is time, Deborah, to oh, share wonderful. your spiritual feast.
2: What would your starter be? I had wanted my starter to be gratitude, but I I'm going to add something else okay. because because of this conversation, I'm. I'm going to shift it and say that I think it is important to be real as well. We had talked about what my spiritual feast was, and all of the things I'm about to share are all very positive. It's, gratitude was the, the entree, the first. It was all about gratitude. But I do want to say it's important to get the feelings out, and I'm appreciating right now in this moment that I do the morning pages because it's important to journal and just say, you know, I'm really upset about you know this um shooting that happened I'm really upset about this I'm scared I'm scared about climate change you know whatever you know to just get it out mm-hmm. and that that's not unspiritual to be able to just get it out on paper it's like my little writing therapy session where I can just be like you know I don't know if I can swear but you know f this you know like yeah. you know just just Getting it out, so I would say that that's almost like a first is just to be real with how you're feeling and get it out, and um not and not to go straight into glossing over, but then to follow up. So to follow up with gratitude. So gratitude is a great place to um, to start in terms of like building the positive, because um, when we express gratitude, we um, it's like building a foundation for more um, positive to go on top. So maybe if I was journaling, you know, I'd say, um, I hope this podcast is going to be good. You know, I really love Monica. I want to do a good job. I I hope the right people will listen, you know, later today, my schedule, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you know, I'm thinking about other things, right? So that would be like my journaling. And then I would go into gratitude and say, I'm so grateful to be here on Spiritual Kitchen podcast. This is amazing. I'm so happy to connect with Monica. I'm grateful for for Monica. I'm grateful for the bed that I slept in last night. I'm grateful for this chair, this table that I'm sitting at. Yes. Um, I'm grateful that, um, that I have two arms and two legs. You know, I'm grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for, for my friends, you know, for my family. So just, it can be basic things. Grad- you know, if you can't think of something really exciting, you know, just the fact that you woke up, like that you have a roof over your head, that um, I'm sitting here with a bowl of grapes And I'm really grateful for the
1: bowl of grapes. I think that's great. It's a perfect starter. So I loved how you started with, let's get real. Let's get this emotion out. And once we've got that emotion out, I mean, the first place for gratitude would be, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to get that out. Mm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And then follow on that just allowing yourself to get into a place of gratitude and shifting the energy that has been released.
2: I'm ready for the main now. May I do a prayer for everyone? Of course. So affirmative prayer is this new thing for me that um, I took a class at Agape Spiritual Center in LA. It's called Prayer Warrior. And we learned um, six steps to affirmative prayer. So affirmative prayer, I like to Think of it as a way to shift energy through words. And I like to think of it as spiritual, not religious. Um, it's a cross between a positive affirmation and connecting into a higher divine power, whatever you want, whether you are a, you know, God person or whether you are a inner voice. So I'm just going to do one for you and let you experience shifting the energy. And for people that are listening, if you're driving or if you're somewhere somewhere, You know, you just want to be mindful not to, like, completely (laughs) uh, distract. But if you are in a place, you could even close your eyes and just, like, open yourself to receive. Mm. All right, so here we go. So I'm just going to take a deep breath in. Breathing in light and love, angels and guides, Mm. and exhaling. Releasing tension and stress, releasing all the distractions and anything that would keep us from being present in this moment. One more deep breath in. Breathing in light and love, and exhaling all the stress. I'm so grateful to be here with you all lovely beautiful people listening to this wonderful podcast. I'm grateful for Monica, I'm grateful for technology that would have us come together and for um, the chance to be able to learn and listen and be with one another it's so beautiful and the technology is so beautiful to enable it. I know that there is one power in the universe. This power is greater than all of the climate change, the violence, and the scary things that are happening that we get exposed to through the news and through our lives on the planet. This power is absolute love. It's absolute peace, absolute joy, absolute prosperity and abundance. This power is wholeness and love and grace. This power is all things divine. In divine right time, everything in the perfect place, at the perfect time, everyone doing the perfect thing. This power, some may call it, A great love, the Creator, Spirit, God, Goddess, Life, our higher self, our higher wisdom divine beauty, uh, the matrix of life, the circle of life, the wheel of all existence. There's so many names for this beautiful power that is so much bigger and greater than all the things that are happening on our planet. This power is just love and truth and peace. And I know that I am one with this power, that this absolute love and peace and truth, this absolute prosperity and abundance, this absolute wholeness and wellness, um, and divine right action is always making its way through and as my life it's it's running it's th- running through my my body my, every organ cell function of my body it's running through the very blood in my veins my my womb it's running through my heart everything is just Connected to this divine source this love this peace this joy this beauty and as I know that this is true for me I know it is true for you listening and for everyone on this planet right here and right now That we are always connected with this divine love this divine peace this divine grace We are always connected with this harmony this wholeness this love this joy We are always enveloped. the entire planet. I know this on all of you are always enveloped in this love, this grace, this peace, this wholeness, because we are not separate from the divine. We are the divine. The divine runs through every single aspect of life, every single person and place and thing. We are always connected in this love. It is, it is non-negotiable. This is the power which causes flowers to bloom. It's the power which causes babies to grow and be born. It is a power that that causes a cycle of life. It is non-negotiable and we are always connected and the whole world is always connected in this love so knowing this and anchoring this truth i'm declaring right here and right now freaking world peace let's just say it i mean i don't care i'm going to be crazy right but that's what it takes the crazy people to envision and make it happen it's always the people that uh here in the us we have people like rosa parks you know who refused to sit in the back of the bus so it's always like those people that are thinking outside of the box so so we release any labels that we might be crazy for wanting world peace or envisioning world peace we release those judgments of ourselves that we're being unrealistic Mm -hmm. and we let them go we let those feelings go and what we know in our truth is that we were born here for a reason at this place at this time our souls chose to be here chose to come here at this time so that we can make a difference in the evolution and the transformation and the rising up of, of love, of peace, of truth, of harmony, of grace. So we know that no matter what happens that we see on this planet, we anchor ourselves in this knowing that we're born here for a reason at this time, and the world needs us. And we are not gonna let the fear and and this all this energy take us down no we are not going to let that we're just going to dissolve that thought that sentiment into the nothingness from which it came and what we are anchoring in is the truth the peace and the love that we are here to make a difference we are here to spread our love our light and we are here for a divine purpose and the world needs us here we are not a mistake there are no mistakes and that we recognize that um, how important we are and how loved we are and in knowing that we choose to take care of ourselves, we choose to take care of our bodies, we choose to take care of our emotional bodies, our spiritual bodies, our physical bodies and we choose to be vulnerable and ask for help and ask for love and ask for a hug and ask for support and ask that it's okay to cry and it's okay. and. We just love ourselves no matter what, for all of it, for all the emotions, the tears, the anger, the fear, all of it. We just love it. We bless it. And we just remember and know that we are part of a greater tribe, a greater whole, a greater a movement right now of these light beings, love beings who are here to make a difference and transform this planet. And that every single one of us is a puzzle piece that is needed. And without us, the puzzle would not come together. So I'm grateful to know this truth. I'm grateful to anchor this self-love and self-care and to know that the planet is transforming and changing right before our very eyes and all of the things that are happening are just the trash just being just rising to the surface and releasing so that we can move into this beautiful utopic um, world that we envision that we are not crazy to envision that we are here to envision because we are children of god of the divine so i'm grateful to know this truth i'm grateful for the chance to pray and i simply release this prayer to the universe knowing it is so and so it is amen
1: and so it is amen thank you deborah ah so that was a fulfilling main <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah,
2: now I could go run. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not until
1: we've had our sweet. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we finish our spiritual kitchen feast for this takeaway with, you know, that little sweet treat at the end of the meal. What would that be?
2: I would just um, invite you to be okay with visioning to be okay with dreaming, to be a dreamer, that it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so what I have is a practice that's called Best Day Ever, and it's scripting. I, I like to do it in partners and pairs, so, or you can just do it for yourself. Yes. But like, for instance, I would say, Monica, what's your best day ever today? Imagine your day unfolding, starting now. Uh-huh. Best day ever. Actually, my friend and collaborator on a spiritual book I wrote, she's a Jewish cantor, her name is Shira. She called it Aquarian Dreaming. And my practice of best day ever, I have to give Shira a little bit of a shout out because she would do Aquarian Dreaming. She would say, you know, and we would do it together. So we were working on our book, (laughs) the Open-Eyed Heart Wide Haggadah. It's a Jewish, New Age Jewish um, ritual guide for Passover in the spring. She, you know, it was like, Time and space don't make a difference. You could have lunch in France and dinner in Morocco. You could, you know, have all of your best friends around you and then you could take a magic carpet ride to Spain. You know, it's like anything goes. And just to even allow yourself, it it seems like, you know, oh, I'm being, you know, ridiculous or childish or that's not realistic, but to allow yourself to dream. So thinking about best day ever. I love it.
1: I'm going to invite people to experiment with that on their own. You know, when you're little and you'd be having some amazing fantasy about life and how it could be. And people Mm -hmm. normally say, stop daydreaming. So what we're saying is daydream and let it be as expansive and as beautiful and as colorful and as unrealistic as it could be. Because who knows?
2: Thanks, che. Daydream, baby, daydream. Okay, this is what I started to notice with best day ever. Like, I love the idea of taking a magic carpet ride. I love the idea of ending my day in this white, fluffy, floating bed that's suspended from the ceiling, and I'm just cuddling with all my best friends. You know, yeah. like, I love that kind of thing. I just love envisioning it. And so, what would start to happen is if I'm starting to say, "Oh, this is my best day ever." You know, I would get the book deal. You know. Um, I'm like totally loving the author Sark. (laughs) I've loved her forever. Sark would call me and um, she would, uh, you know, tell me she loves my book (laughs) or whatever.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like,
2: but then noticing when those things like start to pop up during the day, like, Oh wow, there's an opportunity to go hang out with friends. And I just said that I wanted, that was part of my best day or, um, I don't know it's interesting how we kind of it opens us to thinking more creatively and being open more open to adventures yes and creative possibilities and I really do believe in the law of attraction, you know, I think that we can't gloss over our feelings because they're important, but then there is an element of like to speak something into existence, even share it with someone else to write it down yes that helps to create it well, there's
1: magic in the air, isn't
2: there
0: mm-hmm,
1: and by opening up to the possibility of it happening you may just find yourself one time on a magic carpet ride or in a big fluffy white bed that's suspended from the ceiling so I'm (laughs) tell me when that happens right so um, we're coming to the end of our time at the spiritual kitchen Deborah. Mm. I know that you're doing a lot of exciting projects at the moment. You have your new book, Retreat Recipes for Yoga Lovers. How can people get in touch with you if they've been inspired by what you've been saying?
2: Um, I would say go to my website, um, debramazer.com, mm-hmm. dot com is a great way to uh, connect i'm also on social media i'm a big facebook person so you could probably find me through monica i'm sure you'll be posting this i'll be posting um, i think that i'm an interesting life coach life coaching is so it's so broad and you know some people go to school some people don't some people do you know I'm going to kick your butt training and be a hard, hard person. And then others, it's more, you know, my life coaching school was um, created by a psychotherapist. Yes. So it was like very, we could go there into the inner child and we could do the healing work and the crying. And then we could, and we could come out the end with a positive affirmation and some really bad ass action steps. Just if you're feeling resonant, I mean, I would love to support you. I think we need to get support in these times, whether it's, with life coaching. I also do holistic health coaching and I do affirmative prayer sessions. Um, I do readings, intuitive readings. Yeah, I don't know, for some reason, I'm really feeling like there's somebody listening who might be, benefit from life coaching in, in the way that I do it, which is, it's like you're trying to plant a garden and underneath, just you never pulled out the grass. So yeah. the grass keeps growing. And it keeps like messing up your your vegetables, you know, because it's just covered in grass all the time. But you never took the time to take the grass out before you put your garden bed in. Yeah. So um, these things are important and they guide the way. Because sometimes, like I said, with me, with these people, with the suicide stuff, it's like our greatest wound becomes our greatest gift. And now I can be a space where I can let people be real and I can be real. And... Um, we can just be real. When you can dive into the the hard stuff, the pain, and then it often reveals what what it is that you are here to do on the planet. Your purpose.
1: Thank you so much, Deborah. I'm sure that your feast will have inspired those that have listened, and I'm sure that they've been touched by your authenticity and your sincerity. Thank you very much for joining me in the spiritual kitchen today
2: oh monica you're so wonderful i you have such a healing energy and i'm just so grateful to to know you and to be here so thank you so much thank you
0: thank you for listening to the spiritual kitchen podcast with host global inspirational leader author and speaker monica douglas clark this has been a monica douglas clark production in association with rebelrev.net Download your Spiritual Kitchen Takeaways for soul-nourishing daily practices and inspiration at spiritual-kitchen.com. Use the takeaways to remind you to fill up, be you, and take action. Share with friends and join us next time for another edition of the Spiritual Kitchen Podcast at spiritual-kitchen.com.